Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can, and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe, Marishka's, and SeatGiant.com. Use promo code MADHOUSE at checkout to save... Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Navo. Welcome into another postgame edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski from 670 The Score with you solo tonight after the Blackhawks lose yet another game at home 2 nothing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the last few podcasts have been very negative so and deservedly so they've should have been negative the Hawks have been playing poorly it's no mystery everyone's been watching the games you guys see how the Blackhawks look when they play night to night but I want to start this game this post game show off a little bit differently because I do think if you look at the big picture of this game the Hawks didn't play that poorly they definitely had some chances to score they had some strange bounces. Patrick Kane hits a post clearly. He has another one he sends from behind the goal line through the legs of the goalie through this uh, crease. There were some scrambles in front that could have gone either way. Andre Vasilevsky was outstanding for the Lightning. Jeff Glass was just as good for the Blackhawks, even though the goal they gave up to Chris Kunitz was a bit of a strange approach, but it was a strange goal. So I'm not going to nitpick that too much. So they didn't play poorly. It wasn't a bad game. And if we're looking at this game in the context of a regular, you know, Joel Quinville coached Blackhawks team season, 
you're probably not thinking much of this one, right? But when you look at the situation the Blackhawks are in right now, where they need to win, you know, probably twice as many games as they lose here going to the playoffs, if they're going to get in, right? So when you look at the way this game played out, sure, they played okay. They were fine, and the Lightning are a very good opponent. There's no doubt about it. But where's the desperation? Where is the reckless abandon? Where is the – and, I, you know, I, I'm not a guy – anyone who listens to this podcast on a regular basis knows I'm not a guy who's a fire and passion guy. I think athletes are athletes. They go out. They do the best they can. Some nights they have it. Some nights they don't. But we've seen this team before in years past when things get desperate be it in a game, be it in a stretch of games, be it in a playoff series, they find a way to outwork, outclass, outmuscle, whatever it takes to win games. And at no point in this game did we see the Blackhawks attack or really go after the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, we talk about <laughs> just this team is, is so different now than they've ever been before and you look at the third period numbers right let's let's dig into the the possession numbers a little bit if you're a team trailing in the third period typically what you're going to do is try as hard as you can to get back in the game well that wasn't the case their Corsi percentage in the third period was under 40 their Fenwick percentage in the third period was under 30 that's not what you want to see from a team with playoff hopes, with, I think they still have Stanley Cup aspirations, right? One goal is a slogan. One goal is still the Stanley Cup, right? Not the playoffs. A team with two players making $10.5 million. Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, two of the higher paid defensemen in the league. Brandon Saad making $6 million. Wouldn't you expect more of a go for broke, we have to win this game attitude from the Hawks in the third period it was their worst period of the game and sure give Tampa Bay some credit for shutting the Hawks attack down but man one thing I never thought I would see in this team's this core team's time in the NHL was a lack of hustle and a lack of heart and a lack of want to and Part of it is confidence. I think these guys are starting to feel like, God, maybe we're not that good anymore. Uh, you know Brent Seabrook feels it. You know Jonathan Daves, who's as competitive as anybody who's ever played this game, is starting to feel the effects of year after year after year here lately, lessening production, lessening speed, lessening effectiveness. These things are starting to take the toll on, the, on these guys, and they look beaten. They look broken. And tonight, even though, again, they weren't bad, they weren't awful, but for a team that desperately needs every point they can get here, didn't you want to see more? I know I wanted to see more. I was actually excited to watch tonight's game. I thought for sure the Hawks were going to come out with a, you know, a little bit of a statement here, with a little bit of a pushback against a strong team in the East. They're at home. They want to right the wrongs of the 7-3 loss to the New York Islanders. Eh, you know, they gave you 
I guess, a replacement level effort, right? If you want to go use a baseball term, just kind of, a, okay, we're here. We're going to try to win. If we don't, no big deal. We'll get them next time. That's how it felt. It shouldn't feel that way. From here on out, it can't feel that way. This team needs every point they can get. And if they miss the playoffs, changes are coming. They have to be coming. It's one thing to say this team's in transition, right? Of course. You've got a lot of young hockey players. You trade Nicholas Jalmerson. Marion Hossa is on, air quotes, long-term injured reserve with his rash. Artemi Panarin is traded to Columbus, but you get Brandon Saad back. So, yeah, you lost some pieces. But were Nicholas Jalmerson and Marion Hossa the difference between last place in the Central Division and the best record in the Western Conference? I don't believe that. I truly don't. And I think, you know, if you take a look at the roster like the bottom part of the roster this year, I think I like it better than last year's. I like that Hennis throws as a year older and a year more experienced. I like Anthony Duclair better than Richard Panic. I think Nick Schmaltz a year older is better. I like Alex Dabrinkit on this team. It just, something's, something is amiss. Something is wrong. And I don't, it's hard to pinpoint it without being on the team, without being one of the players that goes through this every day going through practices, going through meetings, going through travel, all the things that hockey players have to go through during the course of a, of a regular season. And you never get one of them to admit, yeah, you know, maybe we're just not that good this year. Or we've had trouble finding our focus. Or we're starting to lose interest in playing for the system, in this system. Or Coach Q sort of out of things to say to us. Or we don't really like the assistant coaches. Or Corey Crawford's absence is really making a big difference for us. Whatever it is, there's something different. I don't think it's an issue of talent. I really don't. I know I'm getting a little big picture here, so I want to go back to the game today. But just I'm just sharing my thoughts after this game. Very frustrated, very surprised by what I saw tonight. Maybe I shouldn't be anymore. Maybe disappointing losses are just what the season's going to be about the rest of the way out. I don't know. Disappointing. But some of the things I saw tonight, the power play and every game, I swear to God, I get five or six tweets about why can't the Hawks score in the power play? Well, here's the deal. You've got highly skilled players on the power play and all they want to do is make a highlight reel, you know, one timer, knock the water bottle off the back of the net, you know, <laughs> they're not going to score that way. We James and I mentioned it on the last full podcast, which posted on uh, Sunday. The Chicago Wolves game, we went there with our outing on Saturday night. The power play. They get the puck in the zone. One guy stands in front. They move it around, look for a lane, shoot, and score. It's not that damn complicated. But we see time after time, Blackhawks passing up scoring chances, passing up shooting op- opportunities, there were two in, there was one incident in the third period today where Vinny Henestroza has the puck near the crease with no traffic between him and the goalie. He backs in and then just dishes the puck into a mass of fallen players. Another time earlier in the game, Nick Schmaltz breaking in on the net 
for a scoring chance. Gets a nice pass, set up beautifully, ready to take a shot, passes to no one. Another power play chance. Duncan Keith, Jordan Osterley passing back and forth to each other. When you do it 75 times per power play, the other team's going to figure it out. Pass is picked off, cleared the other way. When you're a team that's struggling to score goals or even generate scoring chances, put the damn puck on the net. I know you're talented. I know you're all-stars. I know several of you are going to be in the Hall of Fame. But damn, when things are not going your way, you've got to do what you can to just make things happen. Look at the Kunitz goal. You throw the puck on the net, it bounces behind, he tucks it in. It doesn't have to be pretty every time. And I don't know when the Hawks are going to learn this. In the past, they've had the talent to overcome that, right? They had the offense, the score, it even strength. So if the power play sucked, it wasn't the end of the world. Well, when you look, when a team's like this, they, like the you know last place team in the Central Division, a good power play could be the difference between playoffs or not. So <laughs> I don't know what it's going to take for these players to realize this. The fans see it. I think the coaches see it. I, I did an interview with John Hayden earlier this season, right before Christmas. And I said to him, John, why can't your team seem to figure out the power play? And he said, I don't know. I think I think our power play is pretty good. We just haven't had the luck. It's not. It's not good. I don't know who's feeding these guys this information that, wow, look how great this power play is. But failing to enter the zone cleanly, uh, in the rare instances they do get in a zone and are able to set up, they pass the puck around and pass up shooting opportunities. It's almost as if the power play stunts their game and slows them down. They should have the option to decline the penalty like they do in the NFL. Honestly, because every time they get the man advantage, it hurts them. It doesn't help. I don't know. I guess the story of tonight, this 2-0 loss to the Lightning, is missed opportunities and lack of lack of urgency. This team, they seem to be, the players on the team seem to be the last ones that have noticed that they're in deep crap here. It is highly unlikely they're going to make the playoffs at this point. There's seven points out of the last playoff spot with three teams between them and the, and the A spot. There, it's really, and you'd say what you want. Well, you know, this team's done it in the past and they got the pedigree. All that's true. But what have you seen from this team over halfway through the season now that indicates to you they've got a long run in them? They've got a long stretch of winning hockey in them. They had one earlier this year, and then since then it's been a disaster. I just, I don't see it. I don't see how they're going to make the playoffs this year, but I, that, I guess that's why you play the games and don't just stop the season in January. Hopefully in April we're looking back at this podcast and several around this time and sort of laughing at how worried we were. I don't see it, though. I don't know where this, this massive improvement is coming from. Unless the power play gets great and your star players start playing like star players again, I don't see it happening. And there's no nothing there to indicate to me that any of those things are on the horizon. All right, we're going to wrap it up with that. Again, the Hawks lose 2 nothing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I should mention, if you were not watching the game today, Corey Crawford was in the building for the Blackhawks. They showed him walking to the dressing room in a suit. 
looked fine. I don't know <laughs> if you want to speculate on how he looked. He looked normal. Um, but, yeah, Corey Crawford was in the building today. Still no timeline uh, given by Coach Quenville. Says he expects him to be back. Says he's improving. So we'll see. The Corey Crawford saga is ongoing. Uh, he was in the building today, though, to take in this game. And, boy, I bet he enjoyed it. Hawks lose 2 nothing to the Lightning. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show, which has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. Marishka's, Chuck Southern Coverage Cafe, and SeatGiant.com. Use promo code MADHOUSE at checkout to save. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal. A safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.